This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I have to say, I have only heard a little bit of the shows that were done in my absence, and what I heard I liked so far. So I hope everything time. went well for you this weekend, Mark. I, you know, I'm, I'm a super critical of my uh, of when I host the show. I didn't think that uh, when Nick and I did it, it was as good as when Gard and I did it, and I didn't think the um, Gard and I show was quite as good as the last time the Gard and I did the show, and I think it was because of me, and I felt, felt like I wasn't confrontational enough with the Saturday Night listeners. Well, I've, I have suggested off the air, and I will suggest on the air, that you actually listen to the shows that you've done, because it's one thing to sit in the studio and do the show, and it's another thing completely to, to experience it as a listener and really get to understand what it is you liked and what you didn't like about your performance so sometimes i'll uh, come off the air off of doing a show and think oh you know i didn't like this and that and this and that but when then i when i play it back and listen to it as a listener it sounds different because you pick up on more things and it's just a different experience entirely well i i understand what you're saying but i'm, I'm still listening as me and um we got but one... you aren't really listening when you're doing the show that's what i'm trying to point out if you're talking you aren't listening so when you're talking even though you are certainly yourself speaking it's just different uh, when you're in the listener role. I don't know if I can explain that any I, better. I, I do understand what you're saying, and I do get something out of it when I listen to the shows, um, any show, uh, you know, how I how I talk on the air. But um, all I'm saying is that I don't know that I... Y- you only get one listener's point of view, your own, when you listen yeah. to the show. And we had one guy write in and said it was atrocious. It's awful. Yeah, well... <laughs> Of course, you're Whatever. never going to please you everyone. You can't please everybody. Some people I didn't really get any emails saying that it was great. Some but people really like the shows where I'm not here. So, you know, what are you going to do? The, the guy who wrote in, that wouldn't have to be the chairman of Lehman Brothers, would it? So, mm, it I think not. he was okay, having a bad is, weekend. All right, so. Gardner, you were trying to explain this a moment <laughs> before I walked in. I mean, yeah. I was on vacation all weekend. Honestly, I haven't even looked at the news yet today. And so. a decent weekend to be on vacation, too, my friend. The it Dow is down weekend. 500 points today. Lehman Brothers, one of the largest investment pa- banks in the country, uh, filed for bankruptcy. Okay. This is, yeah. And this, this is how this many is banks is that thing. so far? That's like a dozen That's, or a every yeah. every weekend, new weekend, new bank failure. Yeah, yeah right. I was it's saying, always on Fridays. I was saying this is like the the biggest group of uh, of busts I've seen since Mondo Topless with Russ Meyer. You know, I mean, it's I just no ridiculous. <laughs> whenever guard, uh, whenever you see, I don't know what that is uh, either, but I know it's an obscure punk music reference. No, That's no, all no. In, no, this case, in this case, in this case, Russ Meyer is the king of um sort of like sexploitation films featuring extremely busty women. Okay. And he was he was formerly roommates with Roger Ebert, so uh, the, oh, the whole story of Mondo Topless is really funny. It's fascinating, but yeah, okay, the, the, yeah, and he and he passed away recently. Uh, he's famous for guys who like very well endowed women, and of course, so therefore I would know him. So, but anyway, the, so this the would this Lehman be the Brothers, biggest bank failure of the year? The biggest, so far? the biggest I mean, in American history. Yeah, and apparently the Fed's not going to step in on this one. Yes, but however, this is what's interesting. Uh, they've created such a moral hazard situation. Uh, all day today, all I heard, even on some supposedly conservative big-wig talk stations, except for the big guy, you know, who has half his uh, brain tied behind <laughs> his back just to make it fair, except for the big guy, uh, I kept hearing from even the supposedly conservative talk hosts that capitalism, capitalism failed. It's run amok. 
When uh, oh, clearly, and, and so today I had to go through, I had Sheldon Richman on from the Foundation for Economic Education. We had to go through this sequentially to say, look, this is what caused these problems. They had leveraged mortgages and they had mortgage-backed securities. The mortgages failed because the Federal Reserve System lowered interest rates to a ridiculously low amount. People got adjusted rate mortgages back around 2003. Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay their mortgages. They started failing. They're, they never no longer had liquidity to back up all these mortgages. And so these banks started failing, and it's it's a whole it's a whole right. mess because of the government's manipulation and, of the money supply. And, and, and failure of a bank is not failure of capitalism, even right. if it's a very large bank. Right. The, right. the banks don't even qualify as uh, truly capitalist in Precisely. any way because they're just extensions of the government's central bank. You That's hit true. it so well, and and I don't hear this. And this is what really ticks me off from other radio shows, except for people like you guys, or when you talk to a guy like like Sheldon at FE. They don't, they can't get to the root. You know, the essence of the word radical is the Greek term root. It's, you know, radish, radical. You've well, got to get to the root. It all. They've accepted it all as true. I mean, the whole right. system is in place, and they accept that as their baseline from which they start and then create their belief system about. Exactly. They never question their premises, and so that's why we have this problem. And right. that, that's what the majority of the people understand to be the case. So you've got people that don't question their premises hiring other people that don't question premises yeah. in order to get on the air and talk about all this. Minutia about whether or not John McCain has a bunch of houses, oh. or you know, is this guy right. going to be the first black president? And they are doing it's, such a disservice that it is such a black mark today among talk radio hosts to be out there speaking about this without understanding the fundamental causes of why the banks are failing now. A, you've got a Federal Reserve system that lowered the rates around 2002, 2003, inspired people to get reckless loans, inspired banks to give out reckless loans, and the other inspiration that caused this so-called moral hazard is that the banks thought that the government would bail them out. Okay, I've got a question about that, but we've got calls that are on the line, so I'm going to go to the calls, and we'll come back to the question, we'll come back to this issue of the bank failure, because obviously, huge news. All right, we're going to go to your phone calls, though, first here. Uh, Dominic is in New... No, he's gone. Oh, that's unfortunate, because it was my understanding that he was actually driving to New Hampshire as he was calling in. So maybe it was a cell phone Uh, that dropped out. But I was going to sort of tie that in and suggest, well, if you're seeing all these banks fail and you're wondering, well, what can be done about this? Because you certainly can't. I mean, if you don't have capital, you can't go start your own bank and compete. And there's very limited amounts of things you can do. What does a guy do? Uh, We have a central bank. Go stop it. Good luck. You can go get some gold and silver. That's certainly a good idea. But moving to a place where you can be more free here in New Hampshire, the Free State Project, 20,000 people are going to move here in order to be activists for liberty, to be surrounded by people that are of a like mindset, is, I think, a very important step in getting the kind of brainstorming and uh, thought creation going on that we really need to happen and get those people that are the doers together so they can actually get out there and do these things to create those uh, competing you know, private banks or private currencies or whatever else it is that we need to be able to create to get out of all this. Again, we're going to come back, but other calls about other things. It is your uh, show. You can bring up anything. So let's talk to Lucas in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Lucas. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Believe it or not, I actually have something to talk about tonight. Okay. And what's that? That is uh, software piracy, supposed piracy. Uh, First, I would like to put out some definitions. Theft removes the original. Uh, Gross commercial copyright infringement copies the original and sells it for profits. 
file sharing copies the original and gives it away for free. Mm-hmm. And piracy, uh, that's stealing stuff on the high seas. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. piracy isn't even a, a good term for what happens on the Internet. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I'd also like to talk about incentivization for uh, piracy. Uh, the reason, by the way, the reason why it can't be piracy is because the original is not lost. Uh, the ideas, or in this case the software, or whatever, or the music, yes. the movies can be copied endlessly with no detriment to the original holder of that software title or music. Interesting. Yeah. Go uh, ahead, sir. There are, some, uh, there are a lot of incentives uh, for piracy. Uh, many times the developers are big sillies and they don't put out a demo, and uh, I have to wind up pirating the uh, full version just so I can you know, test it out. On Lucas, my computer, how, how old are you, Lucas? I'm turning 15 tomorrow. Okay, so I don't know. Were you around when shareware existed? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the end of it. I mean, I was around for Doom. Right, right. Shareware Doom. doesn't really... It's not really around anymore, and I always thought it was such a great idea. And that, that, in case you aren't familiar with the concept, the idea would be they were releasing a game like Doom back in the early 90s. They put out the first third of the game totally free uh, on the... What was the inter- I mean, what you would call the internet the back then? Uh, BBS systems and things like that would would put the files online, and people all around uh, the you know the country and around the world could download the first full third of the entire game, and it really propelled Doom to be one of the best-selling, most popular games of all time. Uh, Lucas, I know you had a few more thoughts. I'm going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. We're talking piracy. We're going to get back to the bank situation here. And, of course, take your calls about whatever you want. Toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Or maybe we should get away from using that term, piracy. I think that might be a good idea. Sharing. We're talking about sharing. I generally do use the term sharing. I like that. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with nearly 400,000 posts. In fact, we might even be past that point. I haven't checked in a few days. Uh, But there's a lot of conversations there from serious issues to fun stuff. Get interactive with our listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. TalkLive.com and in Chapter 6, Subterranean. Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sex bots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. We talked to Lucas, who is still on the line in Pennsylvania. You'd called in. You wanted to talk about uh, the issue of file sharing and so-called software piracy. And I thought you made a really great point about how piracy is not the correct term to be used uh, to use for people that are sharing files over the internet. It's file sharing. It's not piracy because the original uh, file that was copied the first time is not damaged in any way. It's not stolen. It's not destroyed. And I think you had somewhere else you were going with that. So continue. Yeah, uh, a lot of times I'm incentivized to uh, pirate it as kind of an f- uh, unofficial demo uh, for games like Stalker, uh, Stalker Clear Sky and uh, Gears of War. I had to pirate it to make sure, A, my computer could run it, and B, I was even going to have fun with it. 
You know, that's a really interesting point that, I mean, when you're dealing with computers, because in the world of video games, there's two different areas of gaming, I think, primarily. There's sort of computer gaming, and then there's, like, uh, game system gaming, console gaming. And the console game systems, uh, they're very standardized. The game designers know exactly what piece of hardware they're designing their games for. Whereas if you've got a computer, like I do, I build mine myself. Uh, and, of course, then there are thousands yeah. of other models that you can buy from Dell and Gateway, and they're all, they all have different hardware configurations inside them. These game manufacturers have to deal with uh, interacting with all of those different drivers and, and pieces of hardware and things like that, and inevitably bugs are going to pop up. And if you try to run that, you go out to the store, buy the game for 60 bucks, bring it home, and it doesn't work. Well, w- some stores will let you get maybe store credit, but you can't go and get your money back, can you? You've opened up the, the box. Right. Right, and uh, uh, quick correction, PC games are 50 bucks, so eat that, console gamers. Oh, I don't even know what games cost. I haven't bought a game in a long time. I think Half-Life 2 is probably the last one I got. But Yeah, well, uh, there's also uh, DRM issues where they'll uh, actually control how many times you have to, like, you can install it for games. Really? Like, yeah, for the recent release Spore, and then there's Mass Effect. The probably biggest example of this was Bioshock, a game... I pirated, and I heard that the, the secure ROM got turned off, but I'm still afraid it's going to install Rootkit on my computer. So if somebody could uh, assure me that's not going to, you know, go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not sure what all that is. A little too te- I think it's getting a little too technical for our listeners here, but I think you're making some generally very good points about Basically, how they're the- uh, invading our privacy and they're yeah. making us... And yeah. so you're saying that the, the market is responding uh, with these crackers essentially going into the games and taking out yeah. all of this security stuff and saying, here's a clean version of the game you can install. I mean, at least you're hoping the hackers didn't install their own Trojan in there. Uh, but yeah. here's a clean version of the game, and you can install this and play it as many times as you want or install and uninstall and reinstall it as many times as you want to instead of having all these absurd controls over what you can do with the product that you paid for. And I think it's, uh, it's all very good, Luke. Any other thoughts? Uh, tomorrow's my birthday. When's the last hey. time you bought one of the games you played by uh, by downloading? Uh, I just bought a Stalker off Stalker Clear Sky off of Steam. So there you go. So one example of uh, somebody who went out, played a game in the illegal domain first, mm. decided he liked it. Lucas, thanks for the call. It was great points. All right. Uh, you did, Nobody cares des- about your birthday. He decided he <laughs> liked it, and he went out and bought it. That's so cool. the producers yeah. in a free market society that are producing real value to the to the end consumers will be rewarded for their efforts. Well, you know, one of the things that I stress, we just had Danko Jones on my show a couple of weeks ago, and he's from uh, Toronto, Canada, a great guy, uh, totally into you know garage punk metal, and uh, he's all in favor of downloading, and he constantly tells people, look, you know. Uh, if I own something, I should be able to do with it what I want. And if somebody else owns something, you should be able to do with it what he wants. And just because something is digital doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to copy it and give it to somebody mm-hmm. and let them use it. It's your property, for God's sake. Now, if there's a prior restraint based on uh, some understanding of a contract where uh, upon purchase of sale, you are agreeing to something that says, I shall not copy this or hand it out to other people, well, that's something to be determined in the private marketplace. But uh, sure. it's, it's the whole idea of copyright and paper protection by the government just totally restricts the 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 flow of information the the flow of entertainment and creation and there it is yep. totally incompatible with a free society let's continue with your calls about whatever you want it's ziggy in the uk on the amp line hello ziggy hi guys um do you remember last week i rang you up and i talked about 
bailing out of a, a group which was meant to be libertarian, but just wasn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you got sick of that group and yeah. you had hopes for well, it. Anyways, it was officially launched today. Its name is Liberal Vision. Mm. And there is an irony. Last week I took a lot of flack from others involved saying, oh, come on, Ziggy, see it as a start and whatever else. And I knew that the guy who created the group was a complete and utter control freak, and it, it was not going to be anything like that. Yeah. Anyways, I got two phone calls this evening from people who went to the launch uh, group, and basically they both said to me, um, is there any way we could form an alternative to this because it just hasn't got any teeth? That's what you should do. And I just went, yeah, and I just was giggling. I just went, ah, oh, so you found out the hard way, did you? I've always found playing politics to be so, I mean, in my experience of being involved in it, being involved in the Libertarian Party and, and all of that, I've always found the politics such a big waste of time. There's always different uh, interests within the group that are, uh, that are fighting for control over just that group. I mean, we all know that the, the Republicans and Democrats and the other third parties are fighting to wrest control of the government away from each other group. But even, uh, even within their own group structures, there's that constant battle going on for yeah. control over who gets to do what and i've always suggested that if you're tired of that crap you should strike out on your own and create whatever initiatives it is that you're interested in creating and don't ask anybody's permission to do it just go out and do it so if you're not satisfied don't complain and try to use the mechanisms presented to you to try to take things back try to wrest control uh, away unless you think that would be an easy process generally it's not so it'd be like trying to uh, wrest control of the libertarian party back from all the people that have infiltrated it over the years and taken it over you're looking at spending well, another several years to try to accomplish that I'll admit I was very 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 angry that I was duped because this this guy in private was saying stuff which you know to me sounded you know legitimate it sounded radical but then when it got nearer the time he started it, it was obvious to me he was bottling out of doing saying what needed to be said and I, I was I was actually angry I wasn't just angry at him I was angry at myself for being duped and I think no. libertarians have got to be aware that politicians will you know use our agenda yes. against the free staters need to learn this lesson, too, because they got behind this mayor in Manchester who – Frank Ginta. Yeah, Frank Ginta. Yeah. They uh, got behind his re-election efforts because, you know, he was the lesser of the two evils he or whatever. tax cap, I think. And, so, Ziggy, yeah. thanks for the call tonight. Uh, so they got behind this guy and promoted him and promoted him, and he got in and he won, and I'm sure the Free Staters were a factor in that. But this guy isn't even close to principled, and he has been doing nothing whatsoever except talking about the crackdown on open carries that we've been seeing in Manchester recently. So don't, don't ally yourself with these scumbags. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photos to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're having accounts receivable trouble, 
use SACL CAI. They're the biggest sponsor of the show. Jason and his dad, Mike, are uh, good folks, and they, they run a great business with all the best equipment and uh, you know they don't their their collections agents don't treat your customers like crap so you don't have a less likelihood that you'll lose the customer that's SACL CAI see their banner at freetalklive.com all right you know I don't want to come back to the discussion also about helping the politicians out but we've got a bunch of calls built up here so let's continue with the calls I've made a note so we will get back to it Uh, but first let's talk to Nick in Kentucky you're on free talk live hello Nick Nick Kentucky going once Nick in Kentucky, going twice. Let's try N.A. in Illinois. N.A.? Going once. N.A. going twice. Let's try Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just wanted to point something out here uh, about the uh, elect- taking over New Hampshire politically. There are a couple of things that are easy to get elected to. And in fact, while I lost the Republican primary, surprise, surprise, for United States Senator Mm -hmm. when I was running against an incumbent United States Senator, John Sununu, I happened to get elected delegate to the Republican State Convention. That's significant. Hmm. Good deal. Yeah, what what does that mean? Why is that significant? Well, well, that means I get to show up at the the convention and uh, vote on stuff, and uh, they have debates and that sort of thing, and I'm thinking of proposing two uh, changes to the platform, one demanding the uh, elimination of all zoning restrictions and another eliminating the drinking age. Yeah, it's a great way to get put pressure on the Republican Party. So hold on a second, Tom. How is it that you got on the uh, as a delegate? Is it just if you run for office, you're automatically assigned as one? Well, uh, no, you have to file for a delegate to the Republican State Convention, and it's real tough getting elected because they had five people running, and they only had seven seats. So, <laughs> uh, so now, uh, uh, so that's one uh, thing. And the other one was back uh, in 2000 uh, at the Nashua Republican City Committee meeting, okay, the Republican nominees for state representative are the ones that vote on who's going to be the Nashua members of the New Hampshire Republican State Committee. Wow. And uh, they, it was another situation where they didn't have enough people. And I called up uh, one former state rep that was very active in helping uh, Republican candidates uh, get elected and she was running around doing a lot of volunteer work. Uh, I called her up and said, can we put you on the Republican State Committee? And she said, yes, okay. And uh, and I threw my hat in the ring, and as soon as we had the 29 names, uh, nominate, somebody moved and closed nominations, and they did, and then they elected those 29 people. Which So, so got, basically, let me see if I'm understanding you correctly. You're saying that because politics is just so detestable and people don't want to get involved in, in it generally, especially apparently here in New Hampshire, uh, that there are these all of these little opportunities that those who are into politics could go and just seize for themselves and not even really have to run any sort of uh, campaigning, right? Any, any, virtually any Republican registered voter in the state of New Hampshire, if you go to your local town's city committee meeting or your town Republican committee meeting when they're electing the Republican uh, state committee members from that town, they probably aren't going to have enough people, and they're going to have to scrounge around and get enough people. So if you go there and your name is not Tom Alsier and you ask to be put on the <laughs> Republican state committee, you'll probably get on there. So those are the two things. Delegate to the Republican state committee is real easy to get, and uh, member of the Republican – delegate to the state convention. What about the Democrats, though, Tom? I mean, are they – is it harder to get those? 
Uh, that I don't know. Uh, I don't know how they run uh, that option, but uh, delegate to It'll the be interesting to look into, and, and Tom, and, great suggestions. I thank you for the call tonight. Interesting, yeah. because we do have a lot of people that are moving to New Hampshire, and they are interested in the political process and all of that. I myself find it totally dull, which is one of the reasons why people don't get involved. Right, right. Um, and so they're interested in the political process, and I think Tom just gave two really good concrete examples of something that's easy to do and something that you can accomplish yeah. uh, without any real significant effort, and you could have some effect on yeah. the, the future I, I politics of the state. I went over to, uh, over to where the primaries are being held because I wanted to push on a, a couple things, and one of them was for the delegates. In my town, there's a real good libertarian guy. And he was running for a delegate. And, you know, I think as, as the numbers start to grow with the Free State Project's influence here, there's going to be a shift over uh, for, for some people because mm-hmm. uh, getting involved in politics is frustrating when you have very small numbers. Uh, and so instead, doing other things like protests and educational forums and, and doing uh, noncompliance for laws and things yeah. like that, uh, that gets the word out and you, you want to spread the information. But then as your numbers start to grow, whether it's because of education or you have other uh, common, similarly minded people moving in, then you can start to feel like, hey, you know what? We're, we're getting someplace here going into this uh, party thing and doing this. Personally, I, I got kind of burned out on it myself, and it, you know, it wasn't happening for me. So I, I'd I find talk. politics detestable, so I yeah. would not get involved myself. But again, there are a lot of people that are interested in politics, and they haven't burnt out on it, mm-hmm. and they are looking for those ideas. And so I think Tom, uh, his suggestions are very, very useful. And it's far more useful than what we were talking about before, the idea of helping an existing politician. You are talking oh. about how the numbers are growing. Obviously, we, we discussed the Free State Project a lot on this show, and inevitably we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Yeah. But as more activists, more liberty activists move move to New Hampshire and start to sort of infiltrate the Democrats and the Republicans. Again, Tom was only talking about Republicans. I'm sure the Democrats have very similar rules and maybe having as much of a tough time finding people to fill those seats, too. So look into that as well. Um, But, you know, as more people start coming here and they start getting active, you'll get more liberty-oriented candidates that you don't have to feel so dirty about getting involved in helping. So I think the problem with helping the existing politicians will probably solve itself over time as more liberty-oriented candidates start getting into the race. So what we were talking about before with this Manchester mm. mayor right. was, I think, last year's election, like the municipal election, basically, they were helping him with. And that was because there was no real liberty-oriented choice in the race so they sort of put their uh, all of their efforts behind this this one guy because he was a little better than the other guy or supposedly he understood the free market you know these politicians will say anything to get elected and they'll certainly say anything to get you to help them with their campaign but then they'll leave you out in the cold when they actually do get elected and that's what's happened to this uh, with this particular guy so don't trust politicians and uh, I, I would say run your own candidacies that are principled where you've got candidates that are going to signed the small government pledge if you've got a candidate that wants your help and he won't sign the small government pledge which is a pledge that says i will not uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, it basically says i will not increase the size of government won't keep it the same what i will do is in introduce new ideas that will reduce the size of government will never vote for an increase or the same size of government actually getting a political candidate to sign a statement like that is pretty significant because 99 percent of them won't do it 
Yeah. And if somebody won't do it, if somebody comes, if, if you show them the small government pledge and they come back to you and they say, well, I mean, there may be times when we need to increase the budget for blah, 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 blah. And then they'll spit out whatever reasons it is they think they might need to increase the budget for. Now, to me, that means um, that the budget itself will not increase, that I will work to decrease the size of the budget. So if you cut out a million dollars and add a hundred thousand, I don't feel like you've stepped back on that pledge. I, I, I don't necessarily feel like that either. If you're overall cutting, I think you could probably get away with something like that. Yes, yeah, under yeah. the small government pledge. Yeah, you don't want to have to parse but it too much. But 99% but... of them won't sign it. So use that as your right. standard bearer. Use that right. What's uh, to more decide. important to you, small government or whatever it is that you're talking about here? Like the, whatever your excuse is. Is your excuse more important or is small government more important? Because I don't want to hear about your pet project well, that there, you want the government and, and to do. And you know, when you move into a town, uh, for, for example, Manchester, where you, where you have a guy who's running, who was a former alderman, and his record is very clear that he's sort of a moderate slash sort of fiscal conservative Republican, and you're a business owner there, and you're a liberty-minded person, you've got to be real careful not to sell out your principles in order to try to get a guy in who's going to be friendly to your business, because you know, these guys on the business side, they could feel maybe shaken down by the cops and that sort of thing, so you've got a real tough road to hoe if you're a business person. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Get virtually everything you need for life at amazon.freetalklive.com. Over 41 categories to shop in, including books, which, of course, is what they made their name on. And one of those books you can purchase is our very own Gardner Goldsmith's book. Hey, thanks. Live yeah. Free or Die. Yeah, thanks a lot. I so, saw a couple reviews there. I hope people new reviews? More Newer reviews. Ones? Yeah, I was just looking at, at some of them that I hadn't really gotten to read before, so it was, was kind of neat. You How's know. it working out? How many stars? Uh, so far, I think it's like four and a half to five stars. That's pretty good. There's one guy who gave it a one-star review. and you What can a tell, jerk. Yeah, the funny thing is when you read his review, you can tell that he never read the book. He only listens to my radio show. And oh, he really? Says, yeah, so it's a review of the book by listening to my radio yeah. show. And he <laughs> this says, guy's oh. an a-hole. Yeah, he's like, this guy's just right-wing and make, makes Ron Paul look like a moderate, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, hey, That's thanks. a compliment. Yeah, and he's probably sold more books to live for your die. So if you haven't had an opportunity, head over uh, amazon.freetalklive.com. And you can check out uh, my book. It's called Live Free or Die, and it has a lot of stuff my dad so wrote in it. Guard makes a little bit of money. Free Talk Live makes a little bit of money. And, yeah. of course, Amazon makes a little, too. Yeah. All right. And Eight. it'll anger that guy. <laughs> yes. 1-800-259-9231. Although, I take it back. It's not a compliment to be called so far right, because I don't agree with I know. the left-right spectrum. Yeah. But it is a compliment to say that uh, you make Ron Paul... Look, what was it? Make well, moderate. It's, like it's a good moderate. that a, a guy that misinformed doesn't like yeah, yeah, like yeah, it. A little more informed, it, it make you feel right, worse. Right. Let's continue with your calls about what you want. It's Nick in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Nick, Kentucky, going once. Nick, hey. hello, you're on the air. All right, first a joke. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> what do you call a hundred ra- uh, bunny rabbits jumping backwards? Uh, no idea. What is? What do you call that? A receding hairline. Ah. All right. What else do you have anyway. for us, Nick? <laughs> so the other thing is, I was talking about the here in Louisville. I live in Louisville and Louisville, Kentucky, and we just had uh, 70 mile an hour uh, gust, 
from Hurricane Ike. She felt the effects of it uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. And uh, it was pretty bad. It busted out some windows downtown, took about... Uh, 75 mile-an-hour winds busted out some windows? <laughs> what the hell are well, your windows made out of? Saran wrap? No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like carrying trees and busting out some windows. Stuff like 75 that. mile-an-hour winds carrying trees? Uh, hey. I don't, I, I don't understand. I, being from Florida, 75 mile-an-hour winds is a thunderstorm to me. I mean... Maybe it was shrubbery. <laughs> shrubbery. So what about it? <laughs> So anyway, but uh, basically, it took out. It did take a lot of trees, put a lot of trees down on power lines, and it took about uh, half of the city's electric. And so, wow. uh, yeah. So the governor uh, said that he declared a state of emergency, which was kind of silly. I mean, but it did take out a lot of uh, electric power for a lot of people. But here's the thing: I called about mm-hmm. um, what I noticed was that uh, driving around downtown and out in the outskirts of town, where there are no power. Uh, to the traffic lights specifically, it's funny how Sunday and today, both days, there have been no wrecks heard of, and I have driven wow. around uh, some well, of, of course. the we saw worst this in places. Yeah, some of the worst places in Louisville to drive around. I mean, some parts where there's three or four lanes, and you've got a four-way stop, people turning, people doing things, tracks and trailers, traffic everywhere. And funny enough, traffic actually moves faster. Uh, than it usually does, and everyone seems to make it all right. Now, so just, now do you actually just, have a source for your claim that there were no accidents? No, no, I said I don't. I haven't heard of any. I don't know oh, if okay, there has, okay. but even if there, there was, I highly doubt that it was because of you know the stoplights. Because, like I said, I drew, yeah. I have driven around in town for the last two days a lot, and uh, every time I've come to a, a stoplight, which has been most of them that were out, uh, everyone just seems to be pretty cool and. Everyone's a lot slower, but at the same time, traffic seems to move pretty fast. So. I think it's an interesting observation, and yes, it does uh, tie into some of the things that uh, you and I had experienced down in Florida, Mark, and it ties into some of the other experiences that we've seen from people around the globe. Uh, there was that was it a Dutch study that they did that found that removing like that. removing traffic signage actually contributes to people behaving better on the yeah. roads yeah. and uh, they, acting safer. Yeah, you careful. get an organic outgrowth, and you know what's fascinating about that is what does that I, mean? You know, an organic outgrowth? Well, an it's organic like just you know d- due to human behavior. Behavior and interaction with other people, you sort of organically, spontaneously, this, these these patterns arise, and and you know it, the same sort of thing in the marketplace. I wouldn't use it necessarily as an argument uh, in favor of uh, getting rid of traffic lights or traffic signs or whatever. But what I would say is, if you had a private paradigm, uh, you could test these things out. Yes, and innovation exactly. and competition would lead the market players to find out what the best right. ways for traffic control were. Yeah. You know, maybe it's something in between what we have today and and no control devices whatsoever maybe it's something completely different we don't we'll never know until the government gets out of the road building business and it gets turned over to the marketplace and i'm glad you called with that story nick thank yeah, you for the call I, I yes guess, go ahead i'm sorry uh, i just one more thing i yeah. just wanted to put in that the fact that uh that i noticed that all that happening well guess what i saw so many police more police than i've ever seen and guess what they were doing tickets Giving out tickets. They weren't giving out, out tickets. Oh, <laughs> it's a they disaster. Out, they went out directing the lights out. The lights are out. It's a disaster, and they're giving out tickets. That's yeah, insane. I've never seen so many police out and giving tickets. I mean, they were uh, a thousand feet ahead, and there was another ticket. Another thousand feet, there was wow. another somebody being pulled over. I just thought it was ridiculous. So.
Thank you. Great call tonight, Nick. Appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. They could be standing in the, the middle of the uh, the intersection directing traffic where these uh, stoplights are out. They could be doing any number of things besides Anything. giving out tickets. Incredible. But it there's, just building, shows there's, you there's windows busted out downtown. Go well, guard you know, the damn you know, buildings. Uh, Mark and I were talking about this briefly, Ian, uh, on Saturday, just a little bit. There's a story about a woman in New Hampshire from the town Allenstown who did not want to be mandatorily taken from her home in an evacuation, mm-hmm. right? So she had she got charges filed against her. And and I, I looked up some information about what happened in Texas during Hurricane Rita. Mandatory evacuation, hundred people died, about ninety percent of those people died on the roads, and there is there is a real justified scholarship behind this that, that says these people died out of hyperthermia. Due to the mandatory evacuation, no hyperthermia, they were too hot. Some of them they found dead in the cars. Others died in the hospitals later because they just couldn't cool them down enough. They had brain damage. So so these mandatory things, and and yet you've got the cops showing up at your house, your property, and you say, no, thank you. I'd like to stay and take my chances. Don't answer the door. You can't. Yeah. You cannot talk to the cops unless you called them. If you called them, and I don't recommend calling them if you can avoid it, but unless you know exactly what it is they're there to do, don't talk to them. And I don't understand. We mentioned this a little Saturday, and I brought it up on my show today. I don't understand where we came up with the concept that government's got to protect you from naturally occurring phenomenon like strong winds or heavy snow or, or frigid cold or heat. And and where does to, it To stop? believe they can protect you from Precisely. those things is ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. And and it, what really gets my goat is once people accept that premise, then you just travel right down the road to they can invade your house. Because sure. if they don't invade your house and you're left there and they they don't protect you, then they might get a lawsuit or we something We saw like that, that in the flooding earlier this year. Even if you don't answer the door, there's still a chance they could invade your home. Right. But it's a, le- it's a smaller chance. If they're just going door to door, get out! Mandatory evacuation! They're just going door to door. They're not going to take the time to go in. But there have been instances where they have gone into people's homes to allegedly do safety checks. So they'll pull guns on you to get you out of your home to protect you. They'll threaten physical violence yeah. against you to protect you from natural right. violence. Right from the, a storm, guaranteed uh, damage to you, you know, guaranteed yeah. injury to y- your person or property, uh, versus a possible injury to your person. Right, or property. and then if they arrest you, if you uh, you still refuse to go with them, and they decide to actually initiate that force on you at that point and arrest you and take you down to the jail, well, what if? <laughs> In Hurricane Katrina, you had guys sitting in jail that couldn't go anywhere, and if that flooded, then what do you got? You got a bunch of dead prisoners. Wow, I love it. Brilliant. Well, they're prisoners then. Nobody cares. At yeah. that point, they're prisoners. You know? I mean, we, we, I've, they've demoted you sociologically, and so it doesn't matter if you die. Well, you know what? If you do go into the hands of the government voluntarily as far as their evacuation plans are concerned, if you're not somebody who uh, gets in their car and just leaves, if you actually say, well, I need you to evacuate me, you you become a prisoner at that point then, too. Yeah, that's true. You're a refugee, and at that point, you don't yeah. care. So They don't care about you either. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's continue here with your calls. Peter's gone, so we're not continuing with that. But coming up, uh, I do want to get back to the Fed topic, or not oh, the sure. Fed topic, but the uh, the economic issue with this big bank failing. A uh, dozen, over a dozen banks now. I think, what did you say? 15 yeah, or uh, I think we're at 11, uh, 10 or 11 now, and they seem to announce the information I thought over, I saw a, number, over a higher weekends. Number yeah. And uh, just as an aside, Ian, uh, the uh, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation keeps track of banks that are in trouble. 
but they don't announce the names of the banks. And if you announce the names oh, of the yeah. banks, now they have a new policy. The federal government will come after you. Oh, my goodness. And this they'll say new? that you are trying to cause a scare. Yeah. Welcome to free speech. 800-259-9231. Pretty scary stuff going on. What's the solution to it all? Well, I would suggest the Free State Project. Of course, we'll talk more about that here in a bit. And take your calls about whatever you want. And if I get a chance, I'll share a couple of observations from my trip to Toronto over the weekend. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we start things out here by continuing a topic that we started at the very beginning of the show. So just to recap, it's my understanding, I just got back from vacation, so I haven't even looked at the news yet today. Mm -hmm. But it's my understanding from what you guys told me earlier that there's this big Lehman Brothers uh, bank. Lehman Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. That has crashed and or is is crashing and burning. Yeah, they filed for bankruptcy today, Chapter 11 Protection, which is another government policy that we can look into another time. So does that now? You mentioned earlier. Now you said first of all, this is the biggest bank failure in the history yeah. of Ameri- of the United States. Yeah, the biggest bank failure in American history. So that's pretty tremendous, yeah. right there. And then plus you add to that all of the other bank failures that we've seen this year. I mean, this has been an unprecedented year, uh, at least in recent history, for I, I think for the amount of bank failures that that you have been going on. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 swirling has started as we go down the, the toilet of uh, you know basically the, the money becoming worth nothing. I'm 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 pretty sure that's uh, down into you know, the gonna, It's going to happen. I don't know. Is this it? All these banks failing? Well, they'll, they'll do everything they can to stave it off sure for as they long will. as sure possible. They will. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. Now, uh, there was something you'd mentioned before I wanted to ask about. One of you guys mentioned that the Feds weren't, or the Fed was not going to step in to bail out this particular bank. Well, that's what Paulson says. Secretary of the Treasury Hank, you know, Henry. We call him Hank when we're, when we're buddies, you know. Hank Paulson says they're not going to step in this time, and George Bush says that's definitely the right the right thing to do because we're we we're, we're going to not step in. But, but wait a minute, uh, yeah, okay. So that means that the Fed, uh, the federal, in, as in the Federal Reserve, right? Wait, are you talking about the federal government? The the federal the government and the, the Treasury and the Fed. This is what happened over the weekend. They had meetings, and and this is this is not going to surprise you, but it's going to get you angry nonetheless. Over the weekend, they had meetings to try to save Lehman Brothers. At the same time, they had to have 
uh, backroom deals for Merrill Lynch because mm-hmm. Merrill Lynch is so heavily leveraged in mortgage-backed securities just like Lehman Brothers. The head of Lehman Brothers has been working getting all these mortgage-backed securities for ages and ages. And, of course, those mortgages are premised on a lot of the adjustable rate mortgage, uh, uh, adjustable rate mortgage market. The adjustable rate mortgage market was spurred by the reckless low interest rates of the Fed. So over the weekend, they had meetings for both Lehman Brothers and for Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch got bought out by Bank of America. Okay, so uh, all the people who are dealing with Merrill Lynch, they can feel a temporary uh, reprise right now. They're okay, But the Lehman Brothers, uh, they couldn't make the deal. And they had Henry Paulson from the Treasury Secretary. They had Christopher Cox in there who's with the Bush administration. And they had by phone Ben Bernanke, the head of the Fed. And they were trying to come up with deals. One of the proposals that had been floated would be to do what the government had done in the past, which is to lift all of the bad liquidity, all the bad loans away, and have the taxpayers pay for all of them. This is what they, mm-hmm. they, they did with Bear Stearns and Bank of America and so on earlier a number of months ago. And then sell off the good stuff to some company that would say, oh, this is a pretty good deal. Uh, gotcha. But they couldn't swing so it. So not a full bailout then. Right. No, well, it, yeah, well, essentially, no, it would be a bailout. It would be a bailout particularly for the company that buys what's good that's left. The bailout okay. would would come because we would be buying up all the crap. But they couldn't do it this time with Lehman Brothers. Nobody would bite. And I got to tell you, the amazing thing is they tried as hard as they could. And I think one of the reasons they tried was because the CEO, this is unbelievable, the CEO of Lehman Brothers is on the New York board of the Federal Reserve. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's just so corrupt. It's unbelievable. The entire – I mean, it really is just amazing watching all of this happen. And, of course, that – now, when you're saying they're not going to bail them out, that means that they're not bailing out the company. But the right. people that actually had accounts with the bank are – you know, they've got their FDIC so-called well, insurance. So all yeah. of those people who would have otherwise maybe lost their deposits – are now going to have the the Fed essentially create that money from thin air and deposit it at another bank. But again, it was already created from thin air in the first place. So I don't and, know if and that I really tell do you, much. With all these bank failures every weekend, which, gee, isn't it funny that they pick the down cycle in the news to have the bank failures occur? Uh, all these bank failures occurring, the FDIC has already approached the uh, Treasury and said they need more money because they can't continue to insure all the deposits. Hmm. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Mark in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your hey, mind Mark. tonight, sir? Uh, not much. I haven't heard uh, the program for that long. I just got on your guys' website and I'm watching the cam now. That's how I can hear what you guys are talking about. But uh, I guess when you take this whole topic of the Federal Reserve to its logical conclusion, you kind of, um, from our kind of standpoint, you kind of look back and think, uh, how would, if... Essentially, if you guys succeeded there in New Hampshire or the federal government, how would uh, you dissolve the Federal Reserve and convert that to the gold standard? You don't have to dissolve the Federal Reserve. What needs to happen, in my opinion, is that there needs to be a private competing alternancy or a competing currency, alternate currency, that uh, is not just one, but multiple competing alternative currencies that spring up and... I don't know how they would do it. There's some sort of marketing that they're going to need to do. They're going to have to come up with a brilliant plan, and they're going to have to be able to make it so that merchants are accepting these alternative currencies, that these things have real value, and that merchants will, will want to then do business uh, in that alternate currency. Of course, then there is, uh, there's, a, there's a certain economic law, and it's escaping me at the moment, where the most worthless money is the oh, most likely Gresham's, to be spent. Gresham's law. Gresham's law. Yeah. So they're going to fight against that factor. I mean, if... 
if you've got some silver and you've got some Federal Reserve notes and somebody's going to take Federal Reserve notes for from you and give you a product, you'd rather give them the Federal Reserve notes unless the silver product is offered at a discount. So there are ways, I think, to fight that particular uh, If you introduce tendency. competition, that's that's what I see uh, as, a, as a great alternative. I know uh, uh, that's what Ron Paul would, would have loved well, to have seen. Competition's illegal currently. And, and that's, that's another the, that's problem. problem. That's the biggest right. uh, that, that's the biggest hurdle is that they're you know making it illegal the, to compete against uh, the Federal Reserve. And the Liberty people, Dollar was doing it for over 10 years, and right. then they finally decided, for whatever reason, that they'd gotten too big, and they went in and they stole all of their gold, silver, their platinum, everything. They stole it, and they haven't gotten it back. There is a court case, but that... You know, that might be 10 years before it resolves. They're never going to get it back. And, and the thing that gets me about this is, you guys are right. If, if The way to break the monopoly is to allow for competition. That is technically called breaking the monopoly. But but to a greater extent, you see people, they would be drawn if they wanted value in their purchases and they wanted to be paid with something that was valuable. Mm-hmm. They would be drawn to banks that were transparent and told people what they had in stock, in reserve, in hard, specie currency, in gold or silver. That's the way that they would do it. And also, decentralizing the storage of the actual money, instead of keeping it all in the same place, yeah. they could have different vaults that they could keep keep it in, for instance, and they could have uh, security that won't bend over for the feds. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, if... One of the factors we're dealing with here is that people believe the government is legitimate. And so if you've got this mindset that has infected most Americans, because most Americans went to government school and they were taught that government is legitimate and government is good. Uh, So we've got that that mindset that we have to uh, battle against where the Sunshine Mint that was storing a bunch of the Liberty Dollar currency, a bunch of their silver – I don't know what it was like on the day when the feds showed up to the mint, but you can imagine what it was like. Most business owners roll right over for the federal government. I mean, if a a guy comes up and flashes a badge and says, I'm with the FBI, a business owner is going to jump through whatever hoops that FBI, purported FBI guy demands that he do. And so the mint that has inevitably has guards standing out front and they've got a big vault and they're safe from the common criminal – it just rolls right over for the Fed. So what we need is a new attitude among business owners, I think, as, as well as you know having these competing currencies. But the people that are running these businesses need to understand they are taking a significant risk, and they need to not just roll over for the federal government goons or state government or who, local Great government, whoever point. it is. Don't roll over for them. I don't advocate violence. But at the same time, if you've got a men with guns coming to steal your gold, your silver, or your marijuana, or whatever it is that these feds love to steal so often, I think there's a certain point at which you can say, this is private property, get lost. And if you keep coming, we will have to do something about it. Well, you okay, know, um, sorry, go oh, ahead. Excuse me, Ian. Yes, sir. Said, uh, it's kind of a um, yeah, pretty big topic. I have a couple questions on it. I want to bring uh, you back. We'll continue here with you in a moment. Hang on, Mark. 800-259-9231. Mark's got a couple questions. Again, I don't advocate violence, but these people are initiating force and it's at that point of it, the initiation of force, they're trying to steal your stuff, and this is your livelihood. I think you're justified in defending yourself, your property, defending your person, defending your things with violence if necessary. Hopefully it won't be. More on the way. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free to 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include archives. We've got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page. You click, you download. It's that easy. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. I don't force you to look at ads or something like that first. It's simple. Just click and they're yours at freetalklive.com. Now, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And boy, have people been going to freestateproject.org in the last few days, right, Mark? What did we awesome. do on Thursday night? Well, um, on, on Thursday night, we made a, we made a pledge that we would uh, match uh, or the that we would you made a pledge and I, I made a pledge, pledge and matched it. it. Uh, Five dollars to the St. Jude's Hospital to help kids with cancer. Who doesn't like that? Um, would be donated for every person that uh, joined the Free State Project before you know a week was out. So Thursday okay. at 5 p.m. Uh, coming. So we got another half a week to go on this then, right? Yeah, yeah. This is incredible. And I right. would say I I, I haven't uh, managed to check all the numbers here, but I think that this is the uh, probably the biggest uh, you know three or four days that they've had since probably right before they the started vote, maybe. Up. Yeah. It was pretty. It was getting pretty hot and heavy before the vote, as far as signups were concerned, okay. and then it just really died off after the the state was chosen. In years. How's yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Forty something um, so, people. Yeah, it's forty-four. Wow. Great. That's so, amazing. Yeah, and uh, I just before just before the show started, I got another person pledging five dollars for anyone who signs up. So we're up to fifteen. So we're up to fifteen dollars now at this point per, per sign up. Right, fifteen dollars to St. Jude's Hospital for anyone who signs up for the Free State Project before Thursday at five p.m. Now is this person with the, the supposedly with the money legit? I mean, or is it just some guy saying, "Yeah, I'll throw something in"? Uh, I know who it is. Okay. Okay. Very good. Awesome. That's exciting. That's this very cool. Great. Very cool. So this is going to cost you, Mark. You thought there was only going to get a handful of signups. Right. I, I really only probably intended to put fifty <laughs> bucks towards uh, St. Jude's. I think we're now up to uh, two twenty uh, a piece. Yeah. So shoot, we're going to have go. to get Ed McMahon in here and, and Jerry Lewis, Timpani, that sort of thing, pretty soon. <laughs> have a big tally at the end, you know. So this is great. Uh, so this, it, well, the you, intent here is is to sort of appeal to. People that were on the fence uh, and, and appeal to people whose significant others might be dragging their feet a little bit in the uh, the uh, the sign up process. Yeah. Have you gotten any feedback? Has anybody said to you as far as what why this was so motivating to them? I mean, you no. would think that the idea of moving for liberty would be enough motivation, but now all of a sudden we say we're going to give five bucks to some kids with cancer, and you, you there's probably up. a lot of people who were thinking about doing it at some time in the future, and then but they just hadn't them, gotten around to this it. This gives them that little push over the over that the makes edge, sense. Yeah. and um, you know because they know that by Thursday at five p.m. this is over. And therefore, that uh, $15 that's going to go to the St. Jude's isn't going to be there any longer. Mm, exactly. So, uh, you know, and I've also, I, I try to go and, and talk about what I feel the pledge, the statement of intent is about and what the pledge to move the Free State Project is about. Right. And uh, some people don't like the sort of watered down version. But when I signed up for the Free State Project, what my thought process was, was it says that I have to move once they reach 20,000 people. What does move mean? To me, move mean, um, you know, at the time meant I move from here to there. And so I can come here for two weeks, see well, what I think about the free... the fullest practical effort to uh, Does it say fullest? Yes. And, no, once you move here to, to um, make the fullest... Fullest uh, practical effort okay. to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Can't you give up in uh, two weeks? You could, yes, you could be a... Okay. Lamer. You could give up. 
That's yes. uh, that, that's all I'm saying. Right. That's what I that's what I thought when I signed up. And to I me, would hope you would not pork fade. That's what we have. Uh, that's what Puke, one of the uh, the New Hampshire uh, freedom uh, fighters here, has uh, named the, the sort of the term for people that show up and then just disappear. What if your two, allergies two kick later? in? You know, what if uh, yeah. what what if it's not right for you? Is suddenly your sign up no good? There you go. So you can sign up and well, test I, the waters out, right? Yeah, I just I, I'm of that opinion that you can come here. You can sign up. You can come here. You can see if it's right for you. And I I think that the that, that's fine if you decide it's not right for you. I there was uh, somebody um, that signed up. One of our listeners came here and she found out. Wow, I've got allergies and they're really bad. I can't breathe. She left. I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's certainly legitimate reasons to not stay. You know, I I'm I'm okay with that. All right, so I think if you're going to sign up, though, I mean, generally, if you're going to move somewhere, you're pretty serious. You're not going to give up in two weeks, generally. I mean, unless it's something like an allergy or some situation like that. I was ready to leave after a month. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You did get homesick, but you stuck it out for a full year, and now you really like it up here. That's two years now. because I'm here. Well, yeah, but it took you a good year to kind of, I think, get get settled in. I think that's probably true. Because you were thinking about leaving after a year, and then a year passed by, and you stuck it out. And now you've got a house and a kid, and... Stuck. Yeah. (laughs) Not going anywhere. Well, this is a good place to be stuck if you're going to be stuck somewhere because there's a lot of really great people here uh, getting active for liberty in ways that have just not been seen in the history of of this country. Let's continue with your calls. Mark's still on the line. He had a couple questions in the uh, the realm of the financial. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, uh, I guess with the – well, I mean, I pretty much have forgotten off – I just ignore our federal government because they're out of control, and I don't think there's any hope for them. I agree. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at the idea of, like, state secessionism, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, if that happened there, let's say, in New Hampshire, um, and, like, New Hampshire had it, they didn't have, like, a state kind of federal reserve or anything, um, I guess so then corporations that are in New Hampshire couldn't partner up with the government then, or? What do you mean they couldn't partner which up? Government and which and government? Which government, right? Um, the state government. I'm not sure what you mean by partner up. If they secede, well, then like, um, they would decide. Uh, if they secede, then whatever government governing body, secede, you know, was was in charge after the secession would decide whether or not a company could partner up or not. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, corporations is a legal entity, and that's you know, with um, legal monopolies and this whole thing with the Federal Reserve and uh, the bios and all that, that seems to be what it is. It's just on a federal level, so. Um, yeah, it's it's a this interesting idea. Well, yeah, I was just going like, to say you you might have something analogous that springs around about, but you know it's it's a complete hypothetical because you don't know in what direction the majority of the people who bring about this uh, secession movement right. might I'd go like to see if they form the government. Right. Uh, One I, thing I can tell you is when the state secedes, that it will not be a perfect anarchist state. You know, well, that, right, that's and not that's if you have state secession. But I I personally advocate personal secession, where each individual simply withdraws consent from the whole idea of government of authoritarian government. Uh, but if yeah. it does end up being a state secession, if it's done through the political system, then certainly there are New Hampshire corporations, and uh, there are certainly corporations that can operate overseas in other countries where they may not have their base of operation. So I'm sure the New Hampshire bureaucrats will be happy to take corporate application fees from every company that wants to continue doing business in New Hampshire if it goes in that political route. Mark, uh, did you have a second question? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking more off like the gold standard. Um because if there's no state federal reserve, there'd be no gold standard. Oh, uh, could the, the, you're asking? Could like a Walmart take gold? That's what you're asking. That sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's you know, it's unique because everyone, you know, any business or uh, 
individual family, whatever, would have. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question because I don't know what all the corporate rules are. I mean, when when people apply for a corporation, they essentially agree to a set of rules that the government has said, well, you're a corporation, so you have to obey all of this. And so it may very well say that you have to take money in Federal Reserve notes, in which case, let's not have corporations anymore. Let's just have businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, Target could just be a business here instead of a corporation, a business run by individuals, which is what it is anyway. It's just, as you say, the corporation is sort of this legal fiction. Time enough for your second question. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I guess would it be uh, local banks to kind of uh, hold? And would would like a credit system, would that work with... Gold, silver, or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I would think so, yes, sir. And I thank you for the call, Mark. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever it is that you want. There's all kinds of neat, innovative things I'm sure that uh, people in search of profit would come up with if they had the freedom to actually do so, and the federal goon squads weren't going to come down in there and break things up and steal all your stuff. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy them all on us at freetalklive.com, including the wiki over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Dexy 20 is a natural appetite suppressant enabling people to eat less and still feel full. Users report that they eat the same foods, they just eat less of them without feeling hungry. They also report feeling more energy without feeling jittery. And I take it, and that's, I'll tell you what, I can't take uh, stimulants at all, period. They freak me out, but I can take Dex C20. So get Dex C20 at Walgreens, GNC, uh, CVS, or you can get it at diet.freetalklive.com. I'd like to also, th- uh, before we continue with the calls, take a moment to thank StickAM.com for featuring us so often nowadays on their front page of their website. There are over 800 people viewing the webcam really? right now wow. at well. cam.freetalklive.com. Very so whenever cool. somebody lands on the front page at StickAM, they get a dose of Free Talk Live, which great. is great. Hopefully we'll hook a few people and they'll keep listening and keep coming back. Uh, so again, welcome aboard to the program. If you're brand new, you've probably never heard talk radio white like this before. Yeah, you got to listen a little while. We're very consistent, though. We continue with your calls about whatever. Let's talk to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Hey. It's on your mind. Yeah, very interesting today in the financial markets. Oh, mm-hmm. I wanted to let you know that Gresham's Law uh, is bad money drives good money out of circulation. Right yes. That's basically it. And, and the reason uh, is because people are more likely to spend the bad money. You want to get rid of that crap. Right. It's the same. If or you think people about, will hoard, or people ultimately will hoard, you know, the good money um, on, on a, even a more basic level than that. But in a sense, I wanted to say several things. One, uh, anticipate thousands of banks failing over the next year and a half. Oh dear. And I wanted to mention this. I knew, That's quite a grim vision. I knew. I knew. Uh, actually, I knew uh, Saturday evening that uh, Lehman Brothers would be filing for bankruptcy. Because the talks in London failed with Barclays Bank and a number of uh, consortium banks that they had put together to see about buying some of uh, uh, Lehman Brothers. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't realize is that Lehman Brothers holds 
$454 trillion worth of over-the-counter derivatives, yeah. market items. Yay, derivatives. And really, it's a, it's a statistical impossibility to even pay a tenth of those off with the world economy. So what's rather interesting about it is that uh, you have to realize, too, Lehman Brothers is one of the owners of the Federal Reserve, so they ultimately will get bailed out over time. Remember, mm. filing for bankruptcy only means that creditors can't attach assets. Yeah. So right. it doesn't mean right. that – so in a sense, the Fed is not going to let one of its fellow members uh, or one of its partners go down. Good points, Frank. Mm. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. We continue with Chris in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris in New York, going once. Chris, going twice. Let's try Gene in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hello. Hey. I wanted to uh, tell you how the uh, free market works in air racing, since there's no place else in the world that you can do air racing. And uh, it's put together by simply market forces. Market forces allow people to come together and put this air race on, which is a very expensive proposition, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. Yeah, it costs a lot of money to run these airplanes around in circles at 500 miles an hour, and it uh, takes a lot of uh, acreage, a lot of people. Uh, the people, most of them are volunteers. A great portion of them are volunteers, just like me. You know, they'll show up and sure. do it for the fun of it. And also, a great, a great, a great way to bring up an analogy for how you could privatize the security systems for the passenger airlines. That's right, and this is done with a with a handicap. Now, the handicap is called the FAA and the federal government. Yeah. So, so it's not a true free market. FAA, yeah, well, it's a free market with a handicap. So this is it's a the uh, government forces are working to keep it down, but the free market forces are strong enough to overcome the burden of the federal government and still put this this show on every year. It's, it's one amazing. of the reasons why, I mean, that that um, that sentence that you just uttered is one of the main reasons why we have such a good quality of life here. We had a relatively unfettered marketplace for a long, long time. That built up an incredible amount of wealth for the people living here. So we sort of get to coast along on all that. And in addition, market forces are so darn powerful that even in the face of massive inflation on the part of the Federal Reserve, these market-based organizations are able to mechanize and do other things that continue to reduce costs and reduce costs where even with inflation, there are still products that are cheaper today than they were 20 or 30 years ago. That's a great point. Uh, what, are some of the, what are some of those factors that need to be overcome? I mean, for example, if you were looking at a privatized system of uh, security and air travel for passengers, you'd be looking at insurance companies uh, having pretty high standards for the uh, privatized companies for their security, their flight plans, and things like that. They'd have to be covered for anything that falls and hurts anybody down below. How do they do it for these races? Uh, well, they write policies just like everything else, yeah. and the policies for the air races, of course, are very high because of the, uh, the liability issues. Right. Um, but yet they know. still do I them. Do Yet they still, even though yeah, there's all this I, liability, they still go ahead with them. And people, even though they know there's a chance that the plane could come crashing down and turn into a fireball engulfing the crowd, they still know they can do, that might happen. But they show up anyway and they watch the race. Yes, and. Um, I wanted to go to another idea, and that is ideas. Okay. The idea of ideas. And my favorite line in the, the movie V is where he grabs Creedy by the neck and he says, uh, under this mask is more than flesh. Under this mask is an idea, Mr. Creedy, and ideas are bulletproof. Yes. So what you have with government, government 
being a fiction, it is simply an idea. So the idea of government causes people to rally around that idea and do things that normally they wouldn't do, such as point guns at people and shoot them. Yes. So, yeah, for no reason, or for no reason other than they're told to. So this is a powerful idea, this idea of government. But there's another, there's a way to defeat the powerful idea of government, and that is with a more powerful idea called freedom. Now, the, yes, the thing is, I, I agree 100%. Our idea is more powerful. It's more logical. It makes sense. And people that hear the ideas of freedom, if they listen for long enough, they'll get it. But there's a difference between the two ideas. One is fiction and one is real. Mm, good point. The idea of government is fiction. The idea of liberty is a real tangible asset. So the, the real tangible asset of liberty can be sold to people once they, their eyes are open, they realize that they've been fooled all their life. They can, they can get behind it. And so we have to defeat one idea with another idea. And that's what uh, you guys are doing such a good job of. And I really appreciate your show. And, and you we, do. you know, in addition to that, Gene, very I, much. I agree with you. And in addition to that, uh, not only do we have to put these ideas out there, but we have to put them out there fearlessly. We have to put them out there with the expectation that we are going to get the voluntary society we're looking for. You can't go out there and, you know, spread the freedom concept and at the same time say, well, the people that control the world are going to exterminate 80% of the population. We're all going to end up in death camps and life sucks. You, you just can't go out there and do that because if you're putting out the freedom idea, then what's the point in talking about all the negative stuff? I mean, nobody's going to get motivated by that. If, if what they're told is that they're going to die, and Gene, thanks for the call. If yes. what they're told is they're going to die no matter what it is that they do, that all, if all you free staters, you all get together there in New Hampshire, they're just going to target you with a nuclear weapon. You know, there's all kinds of crazy, paranoid uh, scenarios you can come up with as far as what the people who are in positions of power over others might possibly do as a result of you getting they don't out seem there and really care. Ideas. By the way, the authorities don't seem really scared of libertarians all spread out across the country. I don't see why they're going to be <laughs> particularly scared of them uh, congregating in, uh, in New Hampshire. I just don't think they care that much. Well, you know, isn't it interesting, though, that the human psyche has so many facets to it. You have that facet that is principled, that doesn't want to be messed with, that... that you know, most people say, do you like freedom? Yeah, I like freedom. Then you've mm -hmm. got that other side, which is ready to be slothful, ready to be led, uh, ready to look towards, uh, you know, father figures, mother figures, mm -hmm. the iconic. Uh, then you have, uh, there are all these different uh, areas of the mind. Some of them react very quickly. Some of them, uh, it's a temporal thing. You, you push it all back. And to be able to find a way to overcome those things that push back against liberty is uh, one of the greatest, I think, one of the greatest things that anybody can do. And I think you guys do a great job Let's here. come back and talk more about this idea, because idea, it's fun. More yeah. on the way. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free, so enjoy them all on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, please learn how to promote the show. If you like the ideas we, we discuss on this program, and that's what I like to think that Free Talk Live is about, outside of just taking your calls about anything, is ideas, not politics or political personality 
personalities or anything like that, the normal nonsense uh, chitter-chatter that you hear on most talk radio across this country, but real ideas that can make a difference in people's lives. I think that's really interesting stuff to talk about. And if you agree, please go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn a variety of different ways, a myriad, uh, a bevy of different ways. A virtual cornucopia. Ooh, that's a good one. A smorgasbord. (laughs) (laughs) In which you can help get this show to new listeners across the internet and around the country and around the world on radio stations. So go and get all the details at promote.freetalklive.com. Gene had called in a few moments ago, the Christian anarchist from Tennessee had called in to discuss the idea of ideas and how truly powerful they all are, or they, they can be. And he pointed out V for Vendetta, which is a fine, fine film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, but in that scene, or in one of the scenes in the film, he talks about how behind his mask is an idea. And it's one of the reasons why he doesn't take his mask off, besides the fact that his, his face is disfigured. Uh, but one of the reasons why is because that's kind of an important factor to the whole story, is that V isn't so much of a man as he is the idea behind what it is that, that he's doing. Now, of course, V used violence, and I uh, don't want to make it seem like we're supporting that aspect of the yeah, film. The, the, the nonviolent aspect wouldn't make a very good film. This is true. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be great if Parliament didn't blow up at the end. <laughs> Gandhi was was decent, but I liked V better than Oh, I my God. God. It's, I'm not saying Gandhi isn't a good film if you, if you approach it with the right mind frame yeah. and everything. Or, it's a mindset, But it's tough. I would like to say, however, that I did see a, uh, a film this weekend that I just – it has really nothing to it from a, uh, you know, movie standpoint, but – you know, as far as substance goes, but they really made managed to make Ratatouille a very interesting, <laughs> compelling oh, yeah. film. Okay, Go cool. ahead. Oh no! So, uh, Guard, you were talking about ideas and, and government indoctrination, and you had, kind of had to oh. rush yourself because we were getting up to the break. And I wanted to make sure that you got everything out, or if you wanted to explain a little more, or explicate. Well, yeah, there were there were a couple things that I wanted I wanted to bring up. Uh, first off, uh, one of the things that I think is is difficult to get around is the public education system. I mean, most of us who are in the freedom movement understand that, and and. Yeah. A lot of damage done there. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you guys do a fantastic job in, in getting people who retained their critical thinking thinking abilities throughout the government school systems. Because let's face it, most everybody is educated in the government school system, if you want to call it educated. Educated and they stupid. Come out, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they come out and and you can catch people with, as you say, ideas and thought and real thought provoking conversation, not chit chat. And uh, one of the things that I think is fascinating is. Uh, over the years, uh, one of the guys that I've encountered, this guy Sam Blumenfeld, uh, he worked very hard to try to promote homeschooling. And he, t- uh, he was one of the guys who back in the 60s said that there were going to be tons of new illiterate people. He wrote a book about it, and it all had to do with the look-say, thinking, uh, look-say method of reading. And he pushed for homeschooling. And I thought, you know, th- this was one of the early, early libertarian guys, you know. And I said, why is he pushing homeschooling so much? Well, obviously, he knew. You've got to break the back of the government school systems. Mm-hmm. And that is one, I think, very important facet. Then you have, psychologically, you have different layers of the human, human psyche where, you know, we're all sort of creatures of varying, to varying degrees of habit, creatures of principle, creatures of needs and desires and goals. And uh, I think so many people allow their goals to be subsumed beneath uh, comfort or something like that, and there's nothing worse. I think if, if anybody believes in evil, the evil that is out there, a true palpable real evil, the evil that is out there wants to prevent 
individuals, human individuals, from fulfilling their greatest potential. Absolutely. And that's uh, exactly where I wanted to go with this. I had no idea you were going to lead me right there. All right. Uh, it's, it kind of talks – what you were saying there really dovetails with a conclusion that I've come to. And that is sort of about the nature of the existence that we have here. I mean, the religious people will tell you, well, there's Satan and there's God, and if you're on one side, then you're good, and if you're on the other side, there's... I think that's, you know, that's just a silly story people are told. But I do believe there are two forces at work in this, in this universe. There's the force you were sort of describing the people that they've got two sides to them, right? They've got this sort of active side where they, they want certain things, and they want to go out and go do those things. And then the other side, there's this other side of laziness, where yeah. you just want to lounge, and you don't want to, don't want to do anything. And I'm not saying one side's necessarily better than the other. I mean, there's a, certainly a time for leisure. I just came back from a vacation. So it, I think being lazy occasionally is okay if it's in reward to yourself and for doing things. And it's not at somebody else's expense. Right. And, and if it's in reward for yourself uh, for doing things productively. So if right. you've gotten some things done, you can play a video game or something yeah. like that, for instance. Uh, but, but besides that, I think that the two forces at work in the universe are the, the forces of expansion and Contraction or restriction. Progress or regress. Yes. And I think that uh, the people in the halls of governments around the world, for the most part, and also many of the people in, involved in organized religion are the agents of restriction. They are the agents of uh, these bad negative ideas that they poison people's minds with. In the government school system and, in, in again, in Sunday school, for instance, people are having their minds just poisoned with this nonsense about, well, you can't do this or you can't do that because then you won't get into heaven down the line or whatever reason it is that they're claiming you can't do the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so these people, I feel so bad for them because I understand what it was like. I was, uh, you know, I was a Christian at one point in my life. But these people that that live their lives by this hand, this handed down doctrine that has come from on high, you know, some other man or woman has written something down on a piece of paper, whether they call it the Bible or the Koran or or laws. They they've taken all this stuff that's just been handed down on high, and and if it contradicts what it is that they want in life, whether it's to smoke marijuana or to have sex with somebody of the same uh, same gender, whatever it is, and they tell themselves, oh. I can't do that because then I won't go to heaven when I die, or mm. then I might get put in a jail cell, or whatever it is the perceived consequences might be. They restrict their expansion. They, re- they restrict the expansion of themselves into whatever it is they wanted to become. Yeah. And that sounds like hell to me. That To me, to somebody who, is, who has gotten past that, I'd like to think, still some of it poisons me. Sometimes those old thoughts come back. The old crap that I was taught in religion still comes back into my head. And Dude, I just, I don't, a day doesn't go by that I'm not arguing an imaginary court battle with God at the end of time. Mm. Every day. <laughs> I went to Sunday school. I was a Sunday school teacher. I went to Christian school from kindergarten through eighth grade. I, I you know, uh, got deeply into the Bible when I was in prison. And I battle every day with this imaginary, yeah. uh, you know, being put on this imaginary court case I'm going to have to have I'm in glad front of God. Not, I'm, not, I'm glad it's not just me because I feel, you know, it seems a little crazy, right? You're arguing no. with yourself, essentially. You've got these old ideas, these antiquated Victorian era uh, just awful, restrictive Some of them ideas. Go back farther than that, right? Floating around in your head, and it's it's poisonous. So know, what I try to do when they come up is I just sort of reshift my thinking, and I th- I tell myself that I want to focus on the future, focus on positive thinking about myself, and I just I move on past it. It doesn't prevent them from coming up in the future, but at least I'm dealing with it now, and I think in a, in a much more constructive way, and that is focusing on the person that I want to be, not the person that those all those other people wanted me to be. And you know, if God 
God gave us free will, if you're a religious person and you believe that God gave you free, free will, what would God want you to do? To employ that free will to the utmost, to, to the greatest of your mm-hmm. abilities. He gave you abilities. So why would you squander those things? It would seem that it would be the other side that would want you to squander those things. Yes. And capitalism is the only thing, the only creation of man that allows for those God-given abilities to flourish to their utmost. I don't know if I would use the term capitalism. I think that the free market oh, is, the free is a market. better term. Yes. First of all, capitalism if you want to use damaged. That. That's um, a very good point. But besides it still that, is a valid, valid but besides term. Regard, but if what you want in your life is yeah. to live on a commune, then capitalism doesn't really apply to you. In that area. So well, if yeah, what you if, want if, to do is but, share everything. But, and again, a lot of times people say, well, you can have, you can have libertarian commune, uh, but again, at the heart of it is volunteerism. It's choice. Volu- yes, exactly. Right. So we'll say, in the we'll free say market. right, exactly, in the free market, and that would be a free market, free market point. Uh, and, and so, and I think on the other side, what is, the, what is the agent that allows for sloth? What is the agent that suppresses individual choice, suppresses these developments? If this Satan is out there, the one thing he wants to do is sloth off as many people as he possibly can and the way that you allow people to slough off is to allow them to be able to exist at someone else's expense. If you've got to exist on your own, even if you get hedonistic, there comes a point where you can't be hedonistic anymore because your life is getting screwed up. Mm, Capitalism, true. free marketeerism, that is Choice the one. and consequence. Choice and consequence. That's precisely it. And, and if and, you're and a religious person, you've got to believe in it. There's that. no morality if you force someone to be good. It's all you, void. Precisely right. It, it doesn't right. make any difference. If there's no porn, you haven't made the decision to not view porn. Right. The, so, you know, it's, you, you're, not, you're not allowing a person the choice that God would, would have allowed them. I want to come back and uh, continue this discussion here in Hour 3. I think it's fascinating. Uh, I think that, you know, things certainly are not as they seem. And I want to talk more about the, you know, these, these what I believe are t- the two most relevant forces in the universe. You can call them God or Satan if you want. I don't know what they are. I don't know how to explain them. But based on my observations, they exist. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now, for those of you just tuning in, last hour we got into a conversation about sort of I don't even know how we even started the discussion. It was about the nature of humans to uh, to want to they want the they like the idea of freedom. They might want that idea for themselves, but at the same time, there's also this laziness factor where they'd rather just be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, they they'd rather not step outside of their comfort zones for fear of doing something that might cause some sort of unwanted consequences, like the police showing up or you know going to hell. Because we were talking about not just government but also organized religion. Yeah. And I was discussing how I have come to the conclusion in my life, based on what little I know and the observations that I've made over my 28 years here, that uh, there seem to be two forces, two main forces at work in the universe. And I believe that uh, they are expansion and restriction. 
And I think that uh, the, the universe's most natural state of being is expansion. Because look at what science says. Science says that the universe started very, very small, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, it, and it's still supposedly the, you know, the edge of the universe, wherever that is, if, if it can even be described as an edge, uh, for whatever basic conceptualization we have of it, is still out there expanding. It's still out there getting bigger at, at all times. And so the universe expands naturally. But there seems to be another force trying to counteract that, trying to get people to not expand their mind, trying to get people to not, you know, don't take drugs. Don't uh, have sex with people of this, the same gender. Uh, don't curse. Don't do all kinds. You know, there's, all, there's this whole list of don't do this, don't do that. And if you follow our list of things not to do, whether our list is the government or your organized religion of choice, if you follow our list, then you'll be taken to the promised land of a, either or a happy nice, place or yeah, whatever. You know, the, just some... some right. S- Something that somebody made up. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you can almost liken it uh, historically to, as you say, you know, the growth of artificial religion, organized religion, and particularly the growth of government, uh, the organic growth of the common law in Europe versus the growth of, of codes. Uh, I had a great conversation with Sheldon Richman, who had a f- very insightful article, because we were talking about law itself. And, and I was saying, you know, why am I opposed to law? Uh, because law is an artificial abstraction that is thrust on people, whether they like it or not. It's not voluntary. And it, the the common laws that they had back as, as the U.K. grew and Ireland and so on, uh, the common laws often were pretty much just common sense ways of people to interact. You don't need law if you have voluntary agreements. It's my, underst- it's my understanding that that is where the phrase ignorance of the law is no excuse actually originated in that how could you not know that it's bad to hurt somebody right. or destroy their property? There is no excuse for that level of ignorance. And Sheldon, just, well, I was just going to say Sheldon, and he made a great point that I was sort of thinking about, and I think it ties in with what you're saying, Ian. Sheldon mentioned that the the manipulators, the, the people who wanted to take advantage of this, they took the common law and they said, oh, well, we'll codify all this for you. We'll put it into a system for you. We'll do this for you. And then they use it to excuse mm-hmm. ruling people. They use it to excuse running their lives. And unfortunately, there is that facet of human personality that will say, yeah, you know, it's just easier for me to just go along with what they're saying. And right. You- and that's the restriction. And it's I think it's also from the other side of the equation, um, you know, people. it's easier to rule people and get them to do what you want them to do than it is to go out and get, do it yourself. It's, you know, it's yeah. easier to run a welfare program for the government and say, I'm going to take your, uh, I'm going to put you in jail if you don't give me, you know, however much I want for my welfare program than it is to run St. Jude's Hospital and where convince they people. Right, convince people to give you money. And and the problem is that you go back to, to Bastiat's uh, what is seen and what is not seen. Because if you just leave the, uh, the sentence off there that it's easier to do it through government than it is to do it through, through through the private marketplace, then people could say, oh, well, that's an excuse to just have government then. It's easier. But, but the problem is you miss opportunities and you miss unintended the real growth. And exactly. You get unintended consequences. So once you get the codification of the things that people themselves naturally came up with to make their lives better, to make them more productive, more efficient, to make their social interaction better, once you take society's organic creations and put them in the place of government, then you start to restrict the ability of society to come up with new developments, yep. new ideas, and to really make things good. And that is what is right. seen as one and what is not seen. You'll see the government uh, bringing up a stop sign, and what you're not seeing are all, all the, the potential innovation. Sure. Exactly. If the government had been out there uh, subsidizing the, uh, I, I, the the horse industry, do you think we'd have cars? 
Oh, no. I mean, right. if they were given... Those if, dangerous exactly. machines, they're going to kill people. Perfectly said. You, you just wouldn't. I mean, if the government was out there uh, you know, in the same way that you, you see them supporting ethanol. They're supporting ethanol, right. and it's killing off the other alternative fuels and mm. the opportunities that people have in those arenas. Right, right. And, it, you know, you, I want to touch on something you sort of mentioned, the idea that... If you can get people to believe as you do, if you can, or get them to believe the ideas you want them to believe, you effectively get them to surrender themselves, right? That's because, exactly it. Because you can really have what you want if you go after it. But if you surrender and you say, well, I shouldn't be able to have that because my government, you know, the government says I, I can't have it, or I shouldn't do that because my pastor says uh, I, I shouldn't do that, you have surrendered yourself to that individual's will. Whoever it was that came up with the, in, in what my, I believe is a bad idea, whoever it is that came up with those ideas, you become subservient to them and you essentially become a cog in their system. And, and, and Ian, there is a nobility in fighting it. And I'll give you an example. There is the, a deeper resonance with... a with an individual's pride and nobility, the, the things that make you human and make you feel worthy of yourself. Look at the ending of the film, for example, Braveheart. The, you know, he goes through all these struggles, goes through all these problems. He's getting torn apart on the rack, and his last word is freedom. Mm. You know, uh, these things resonate with people in, in a deeper way than their laziness can overcome in some cases. If we can appeal to that then we've we've started to point think people in the right direction. I think well I think Braveheart is a fine film and I certainly did in, enjoy it. Yeah. I I don't like viewing this whole situation in terms of it being a fight. I I don't like that because mm. uh I, I think that when you fight against something you just get more of it. I think that when you use the system, you just empower the system. This is one of the reasons why I've rejected the whole idea of being political and mm -hmm. getting involved in politics. Because it seems like when you struggle and when you fight against something, you know, if you're tied up with a bunch of ropes and you're tied up so well, and if you're struggling against those ropes, you're not... You're probably not going to get out of them, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, and I don't know if that's even a really great, uh, great analogy. But, but generally, if you look at conflict over time, violence begets violence. We know that to be the case, right? So if you decide that, well, these state agents are being violent, so we should get violent back on them, we know they're going to get more violent back in return, and then the violence could escalate, and then, we are, then we're all dead, and we don't have anything. So I don't know if fighting is the right mindset mm -hmm. to be looking at it in. I think that if we just have enough people choose... To live free, then there's no fight. There's not going to be a fight that's necessary. If enough people decide, well, to hell with the supposed consequences. I'm not afraid of losing my business for disobeying the government. I'm not afraid of losing my home. I'm not afraid of these things that they've taught me to be afraid of. As soon as people drop that and they start acting like the free men and women they could be, it's over for the state. There's nothing they can do beyond dropping a nuke. And if that's what you're afraid of, well, you go hide in your basement, okay? Because we don't have any use for you. Right. Well, if, yeah, if you're afraid of them dropping a nuke, then you're afraid of everything, and there's right. nothing we can do. So th that, I think, is what sort of this whole process is all about, something that I, I would like to encourage here on this program. And the process is, is to embrace your freedom. The liberating, step step. the liberating act of embracing liberation. Yeah, you, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be done all at once. That could yeah. be awfully overwhelming. But take baby steps. You know, if the census comes along and they want you to fill out the census, try not doing it. 
You know, just little things like that. And then test the waters and see what happens. Better yet, get here to New Hampshire where you can be surrounded by people that think like you do. And then start testing the waters here and watch and be amazed at the, the results that you will get. You don't have to fight these people. That's all. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. Yep. It's great. Mark? Anything else? Ah, I'm good. All right, we're going to get back to your calls here. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to comment on this whole discussion of ideas and how if you believe in somebody else's idea and you follow that, you are essentially submitting yourself to them and you're being controlled by them. And that's what's going on on a massive worldwide scale. And all that it takes to stop it is for you to stop obeying. We're on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And uh, we should talk about Gardner's website briefly here. It is libertyconspiracy.com. Yes, yes, sir. People can go there. They can get in touch with you. They can uh, they can download your show, which you do yeah. your own radio show five days a week. And yeah. that is available on your website at libertyconspiracy.com. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Let's really continue. Your calls, we go to them. It is Cliff in Florida on the amp line. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? What's on your mind, Cliff? Hey, firstly, I want to tell Gardner and, uh, and uh, Mark that they did, did an awesome job on Saturday night. It was a great show. Hey, Thank you. high five, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going on to what I was calling about is um, the last subject you guys were discussing as far as, um, uh, I guess, the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate uh, question. And the look at it is, um, basically, if you're a religious person, right, uh, if you take a look at Genesis, for instance, the, one of the most crucial things that God, God gave humanity is it's free choice. Yeah. Right. So, you know, from a Christian point of view, to me, it's this the ultimate, I don't know, it's the, it's the ultimate thing to leading a good life is making sure that your neighbor has free choice. And I've been thinking about that for, the, for like the last week also. When you're missing, it's a, it's a, it's a choice between... Um, do I want to oppress somebody, or do I want to, do I want to let them do what they want to do? And so long as they're not bothering anybody else, I don't have reason to see the issue with it. I think it's a great point. You know, if you want to, and again, uh, you could tie that that whole idea in to being godlike. I mean, if you're allowing your neighbors to make their own choices, sons of God. That essentially does make That's you like point. God, whereas right. if you are trying to control your neighbor, then you're like the other side, the the controlling, yeah. restricting force. Yeah. And again, I'm not a big Christian, but it's so simple. They even say it. Do want your neighbor as you want done to yourself. If you wouldn't put yourself in prison for not paying taxes, why would you want to put your neighbor in prison for doing the same thing? Yeah. So you know this is this is going on to everybody that's a Christian out there. I'm now not the problem with the golden rule is, the, but the, Cliff, the problem with the golden rule is if you are a sadist, then that doesn't apply because then you do unto your neighbor as you would have done unto yourself. Oh, we lost Cliff. Oh, cell phone probably dropped off. Yeah. Uh, so do you see what I'm saying? What yeah, I'm saying yeah, the, yeah, the golden yeah. rule is not. 
I mean, generally for good people, it makes sense. But for people that uh, but there are people are out there that would actually call this show and say, yes, if I didn't pay my taxes, I would deserve to go to jail. Yes, they would because they, they absolutely bizarre. would because they bought into the they're idea. Statists. Uh, they're they're um, they're statists. Excuse right. me. They've bought it's into that. Statists. They've they've been sold that particular paradigm, and they don't question their premises. And so, therefore, it's like we were talking about before. Because they believe in those ideas that they've been taught, they are effectively controlled at some level by the people that are uh, that are that are essentially putting those ideas out there. Yeah. They're leveraging. Those people that, that they, uh, some might call the elites, those people are leveraging your work and your effort for their benefit, and they own you if you believe in their government or religious belief system, you whatever know, it is that, uh, that it is. If you're, if you're not doing something because you believe something negative will happen from government or some unearthly force, you are allowing yourself... To be controlled. If you're not doing something because you believe there's something wrong with it, then that's your free choice, and that's okay. I, I don't know if you know people say there are two kinds of people, or three kinds of people, or three point two seven, you know, kinds of people, whatever. But a, a great example, I think, of the different types of of uh, of approaches to life. Uh, I was in Washington, D.C., and I told this story last week, and I uh, was at a journalism internship, and I had to go to Congress to cover a hearing on crack baby legislation. I was shadowing the woman for this radio syndicate, and I'm there. Mm-hmm. We plug our mics in, and we're watching our footage counters to get good uh, good uh, clips and so on. And, you know, this hearing in favor of government handout to try to prevent women who are pregnant from being addicted to crack because their babies are born addicted to cocaine, it's all a big show, and all the people who are there are there to testify. Well, lo and behold, a surprise in favor of the legislation. Sure. So we get the sound bites and, and we're all done. And she says, okay, we're done. We can go now. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Aren't you going to ask somebody who doesn't agree with this? <laughs> and she's like, well, that's not my job. For that's her, true. it was easier. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean it's not your job? She goes, I'm here to cover the event. The event was mm-hmm. this hearing and now I'm going to go do the report. I was like, well, all you are now is a conduit and an amplifier for them. You're just exactly. a PR shill for this. Yep. Th- that's why they called it, so they can get this stuff. Use some critical thinking. Take 10 minutes. Call somebody. Get his opinion. Or, or at least imagine what the other side might say. But she didn't want to bother because it was easier to just go and do the report. Go and that's what we have to fight. Yep. And sometimes it does take that extra step of critical thinking to say, what are the unintended consequences of this legislation? Is this constitutional? Beyond the Constitution, is it ethical? Right. It doesn't take much thinking. I love how you say it's just an extra step. It right. really doesn't take a whole lot to break out of these false paradigms. Right. But you have to be willing to ask the questions and you have to be willing to listen to and consider the answers. If you don't want to listen and you don't want to, you know, even question your paradigm, then you just keep working for those other people, and they'll be happy to take 50, 70, 80% of your income from you, right? (laughs) I mean, so Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I think that Gandhi and and many other um, individuals in in time have proven that one man really can change the world. And so if we have a bunch of men and women that are choosing to be free – And as I've said before, I don't even think it would take 1% of any given area's population. If you had 1% of people just deciding, no, that's okay, don't want to follow your rules, I'm not going to hurt anybody, 
I'm not going to destroy any property. I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to allow you to live yours. But I'm not going to follow your arbitrary statutes and your little laws that you write down. And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to put us all in prison? Are you going to build a bunch of uh, death camps or whatever? You know, if that's what happens, then that's what happens. I don't want to be enslaved. And I, you know, the, the more rules I follow, the more I am enslaved. So I'd rather live free if it means that I have to go die in a death camp or die in some nuclear holocaust than have lived as a slave for my and whole when life. You have people like us who are concentrated in one area, you have greater power when you do that. And that's, yes. a, that's a very important it's thing. It's one of the reasons why the Free State, State Project. Project is such a great idea and its time has come. It has come up, that idea has come up before, but the, the difference between then and now is the information can pass much faster. And so instead of it being just some you know libertarian guys talking about an idea and trying to in vain to recruit people by word of mouth or by picking up a phone or writing letters, we can literally use all kinds of different media and mediums to bring people to that idea, uh, sell them on it, and bring them on board and, and make this happen. So it's really because of the Internet uh, that any of this is possible. It's because of the Internet that we're here doing this right now. And so time is of the essence. And if if you're holding off for whatever reason, go get signed up for the Free State Project this week. There's an extra reason to do it uh, because there is now going to be a $15 donation given to uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. St. Jude, yeah. St. Jude Children's Hospital. And if you sign up before thir- the end of Thursday uh, for the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Now, if, you just, if you're just saying to yourself, oh, it's too cold up there, or, oh, you know, I'm really comfortable down here. You've got your own reasons. You do whatever makes you happy. That's why I don't come down. I try not to, at least, to come down on people that feel comfortable and all that. You stay right in your comfort zones. Like I said, they'll take 50% of your income. No problem. If you like the TV that you've got to watch, you're dancing with the stars, and you like all the political trinkets they give you to play with, you go ahead and you do all that stuff. We'll be over here in New Hampshire, having fun and living as free as we possibly can, step by step, becoming more free men and women every single day. You can have your life if you want it, but it can be better. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Speaking of people that are playing games, let's talk about we the people and what they've done with their hunger strike in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Plus, we've got a webcam as well. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in online. That's listen.freetalklive.com. I'm going to continue with the calls here in a quick moment, but I was I was talking to you guys during the break, and I'm wondering, I asked you, am I being too harsh? Am I being too harsh with uh, how I'm pushing the Free State Project? Because Julia has accused me of being snobbish about the free state Remonstrative. project. I think you're just excited. I, I, I'm, uh, it's, it's effervescent the way you, you get into it, and I feel the same way. I'm on the other side of it. You know, so, I, no. I, I can't say that I feel much differently than you do. As far as I'm concerned, um, you know, if you care about liberty and freedom, to me, the only thing that works, here. the yeah. only thing that works if you is care. 
uh, yeah, I, I think the family is important. I do. I don't want to diminish family. I think that that is important. But Bring you're putting you. it to the back seat. As as long as you as long as you believe like I believe, then there won't be <laughs> there won't be any problems here. And and that is that the Free State Project is the single best chance that we have li- at liberty in our lifetime. It's the best place to raise a family. I mean, are you kidding? I, yeah. uh, the, 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 in freedom? The next closest thing, the Ron Paul campaign that was out there. I mean, how did that go, people? But let's talk about something real real quick. Then we're going to actually check in with somebody who is uh, allegedly driving to New Hampshire right now. All right. Uh, but real quick, just to point out, the, 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 you know, this whole idea of the, that uh, I'm being somehow coming down on folks. Look, if you think you can do better where you are, then that's what you should do. You should do what it is that you think is going to make you feel good. Now, there are some people with real legitimate excuses to not come to New Hampshire. Some people, they're just, you, they're, they've got some sort, of, some sort of physical malady. You know, their leg swells up in the cold or something like that, right? Or maybe there's uh, a reason why it's they there, can't yeah. get into the country. Uh, in fact, you know a guy that has sort of a similar story, right? Well, yeah, I, I know several that uh, can't get into the country and, and want to sign up for the Free State Project. I don't think that that should stop you, by the way, personally, from signing up for the Free State Project. It's a statement of intent. I hmm. will. Will means you wish to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I will move sort of says it. I don't know. I mean, when 20,000 other people are ready to go, I'll go. Right. Right. You know, I'm not quite I, I, I don't I don't think that the, the the government strictures should prevent you from signing up for the Free State Project. This Just because it point. might be difficult, um, you know, from a uh, from a standpoint. OK, of, let's say they go ahead and sign up, though. OK, then the issue is actually getting here. Right. right. Then right. there are there are certain things that may not make it too possible for them to get here now. For instance, the Free State Project is encouraging people to come sooner rather than later, and so am I. If you can get to New Hampshire and get active sooner rather than later, do everything you can to do that. But if you have things that are in the way, like, oh, I don't know, border guards, for instance, then you've got a real legitimate concern and something that that needs to be dealt with. So how's this one guy dealing with that? Well, I mean, he's not, doesn't say, you know, he doesn't see himself moving anytime soon. He Oh, I thought you were going to tell me what he's doing with. Are we not allowed to talk about what he's doing with his money? Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I did not I, I understand what the question was. Yeah, um, you have a guy that you there's, know. There's a gentleman from outside the country that uh, has uh, begun a fund um, with the help of some other listeners, uh, a fund for, to help uh, people who are participating in civil disobedience here in New Hampshire and maybe around the United States. I'm not sure what the what the scope of it all mm-hmm. is entirely, but he's he's. He's donating uh, $300 a month to for the advertisement of the fund, and that will begin soon, so that people could donate to the fund, so that they'll, you know, the civil disobedience types will have some money to be Very able to cool. help themselves really, from a legal standpoint really. or help themselves from an income standpoint, because it, it costs something to do a lot of these civil disobedience So things. he's able to take action from where he is that is going to make a difference in the actions of the people that are on the ground, for instance, in yeah, New Hampshire. So that's idea. a great thing that you can do if you can't, if you feel like you're stuck where you are, at the, for the time being at least, there are still some, some things you can do. You know, give to your favorite liberty organization. Free Talk Live has the Amplifier program. You're welcome to send us three bucks a month. We'll take that and leverage it to spread our ideas to get more people here. So you can be a part of this. You can be a friend of the Free State Project. You can be uh, you can be a part of this movement without necessarily having to move, but I still stand by my belief that actually being here in the presence of other like-minded individuals is the best place you can possibly be. I want to tell you about the sacrifice this gentleman made, um, and it's, it's large. In order to get his wife to go for this $300 thing, which you can imagine, uh, for me at least, it would be very difficult to to say, hey, honey, we're going to give $300 a month for freedom-oriented yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. He gave up smoking. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. 
Wow. Put your money where your mouth is. I, I love that idea. It's such a great idea. It's and, like, and it's not like smoking, the old, neither one of you know how difficult that is. Well, you know, it's like the old voluntary organizations like the Elks and the Rotary and things like that mm-hmm. that started up on local communities. You have an ideologically local community of people who may live far apart from empowered one another. Empowered by the Internet. But they are empowered right? by the net. And they can come together, put money, whether it's you know through PayPal or whatever. Yeah. That is really great. Let's Man, go on with it. your calls here. I mean, we're going to get to the We the People thing probably tomorrow night because we're loaded with uh, with phone calls. So let's go to them and talk to Dominic in New Hampshire, or soon to be. Dominic, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian, Guard, Mark. How are you? You're on the air, Dominic. What's on your mind? Uh, not too much. I uh, am here in New Hampshire. Congratulations. Uh, just in about th- thank you. Just pulled in about 30 minutes ago. I'm at a uh, Pork Manor house out in Seabrook. And uh, I'm sure I will uh, meet you guys at the uh, Murphy's. I'll be out there tomorrow. I, uh, I, you we, will be meeting us at Murphy's. Yeah, we live on the west side of the state, so going to I Murphy's. Yeah, Murphy's is a uh, it's a free stater owned pub for those that don't know in the Manchester area. Very very popular. It does very a well. A lot of there are a lot of free staters in the Manchester area, so they have these tap room Tuesdays where people go and hang out. We've got our own little hangout over here in the uh, the Keene region. It's called Vendetta, and we go hang out on Sunday afternoons. Fever social, Vendetta. Yeah, social yeah. Sunday. Days. And yes, that was the uh, the inspiration That's for brilliant. it. I, I might be there tomorrow night, so I might see you there, my friend. All right. Hey, All right. Uh, I was going to buy your book online, but I figured I'll just get a copy while I'm here and get it signed by you. <laughs> there huh? you go. <laughs> Save shipping. <laughs> Are you bringing those to uh, Taproom Tuesdays, Gardner? Uh, I haven't brought any yet. i got to see He's if I have so, any left around so the house. I ran out. about this so. marketing of this book thing. Wait I'd have minute. those Wait things. Wait a minute. Leave it in the no, trunk of the car, right? You leave a few books in the trunk he, of the car. He he sold them all. He thinks he's imposing on people. I swear. <laughs> you, you, they want the might, book. There might be some around if uh, if I might be able to grab one from Annie's Bookstop or something like that. There are some in some of the stores around here, so I'll see if I can get a copy of Live Free or Die. Well, and, if you sold them all, then that's a good problem. Yeah, I'll sell you so, mine, Gardner. Yeah, we're out right now. <laughs> He'll sell it back to me. <laughs> uh, you gave it. I, he yeah, gave he, it to you. I don't care. I'll still sell oh, it. Okay. I want to supply and demand, right? Then I'll just scratch out two marks. <laughs> no, not to mark anymore. Okay. Anyway, maybe so, I'll see you tomorrow night. Man. So, That'd Dominic, did you All did right. you feel any freer when you actually crossed the border to New Hampshire? Um, yeah, this has been planned for a year. Um, I went to uh, Porkfest last year, uh, mm-hmm. 2007, and I've been planning this, sold the house. Sold wow. everything I own, Great. put it all in the back of a U-Haul, and I drove up a two-day drive up from Georgia. That oh, is man, fantastic. Great. And again, yeah. congratulations on your decision. Do you have any, I mean, do you feel like you have any regrets, like you're leaving anything behind, or do you feel like you're really embracing a bright future? Um, embracing a bright future, believe me on that. I'm ready to get plugged into the activism around here. Oh, Very cool. Awesome, Let us know how, it keeps, uh, how it's going for you here, Dominic, as you uh, get involved and, as you say, get plugged in, because there sure is a lot to do. And one of the toughest things you're going to have to decide on is choosing what to do, because there's that much going on. I thank you for the call tonight, and good luck uh, here in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So much stuff goes on here, you really have to be choosy sometimes. There's yeah. Sometimes there are competing things going on where you want to be one place, but you also want to be in another place. I mean, this, these are really great problems to have that I'm going to bet you don't have where you live. I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that you don't have two great liberty events going on at the same time uh, from which to choose to attend where you live. Betting you that's not the case. It certainly wasn't the case down in Sarasota, Florida, where I was born and raised. Anything liberty-oriented, I had to start, and uh, that was about it. You know, Dennis, uh, Dennis got it from the... New Hampshire Liberty Alliance.
Alliance called in on Saturday, I yeah. believe, yeah. and he said that of the uh, the candidates that the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, endorsed, I think there were 160. If I have my numbers wrong, I'm only off by maybe 10. That's going on in your state, right? There's 160, 160 liberty-oriented, <laughs> liberty-oriented <laughs> people running for, I believe, this just the state house. I, uh, yeah, or was I think, that across I, the board? I'm not sure now. I'll yeah, it doesn't this. matter. A lot your part, your state party, is not running 160 people, and 150 of them didn't make it through the primary because they you, did here in New Hampshire. And for those of you that are like me, that are more attracted to the non-cooperative, uh, market-based activism, the non-cooperation seems to be on the rise as well. We've got an instance coming up this week where we're going to have two non-cooperative, actually three non-cooperative things, all going on at the same time in the same courtroom. This is it's just building upon itself, and it is amazing to be involved in. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, though, if you don't get your call in now, you probably won't get on. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do it by becoming an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is we take that three bucks a month in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country as well as uh, internationally and bringing more internet listeners on board too so go and get all the info and get signed up with any major credit card or paypal or some alternate option go to amp.freetalklive.com and help us get this show into more ears around the world travel less and meet online try webex free go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of webex that's webex w-e-b-e-x.com promo code is 600 and that'll allow you to start your free trial of webex today as we continue with your calls uh, let's talk to charlie in kentucky you're on free talk live hello charlie hey guys how's it going what's on your mind tonight well it's actually been on my mind for a little while now but i've curious if you guys might have some idea on the possibility or some approach to take that we might be able to get a third-party candidate involved in the in the debate. Nope. I don't know. I give up. The federal government is uh, useless, and it's doomed to failure. There's no point in really even trying. The, uh, in 2004, well, Michael Badnarik... I'd love to see it. I really, yeah. really, really want to see it. But um, in 2004, I don't know if you're aware, Michael Bednarik and uh, the, the, Green Party Cobb. Can, yeah, Cobb, the Green Party candidate um, actually went to where the debates were uh, between they George Bush up. and... Yeah, they went together um, at where George Bush and uh, John Kerry were. They, and uh, they, they managed to get themselves arrested on the steps trying to get into the building. <laughs> Do you remember the... how much news coverage it got? None. Wow. Zero. It was one line in an Associated Press article about the entire event. That was all wow. they got. Wow. It's just such a charade. Yes, it is. It is a charade. But, you know, not really talking about issues like Ron Paul says. He just talks about tweaking a broken system. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm negative <laughs> negative on this, but I am. As right. far as the federal I government I think your concerned. idea is grand. I don't th- you know, I, I want that to happen. I want candidates to be able to get uh, third party candidates to be able to get into the debate. I however have given up um, on a federal level. I just don't think there's anything any of us can do except Secede. You know, you and think, I don't think that um, you know the individual libertarians were around the country can manage to get some kind of secession movement going where they are. That's why I believe in the free state project. Let me give you one more example as to why this is a fruitless project. 
there is an organization called Open Debates. I learned about them in 2004. And it's my understanding that one of those billionaire guys like George Soros is behind it. And it's an organization that's saying, hey, you know, we think it's a good idea to open the debates to, th- to these third parties. They're all qualified on enough ballots to potentially win the presidency, so they should have their opinions heard in the debates. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's what they're pushing for. They've got a you know billionaire that's financing the organization. And what are, you know, are they having any success? A billionaire. It's been four years. Yeah. So what is it that you're going to be able to do differently? I'm not saying you couldn't possibly innovate something that would really make a difference, but all of this is playing in their system. It's all playing by their rules that they've set up. It's their little game that they, they let you play in order to think that you can actually have some effect on what's going to happen. And it's, it, it's just nonsense. Well, the thought stems from what seems to me was quite a wide impact in Ron Paul being just in the primary Republican, Republican debate where a lot of the root of real issues was able to be talked about. Whether they quickly moved away from him or the other candidates laughed or not, I think a lot of people got exposed to some information that just yeah, I think you're right, and I'm shocked that it, he, that he was allowed to debate. I, I'm shocked that that actually happened. But uh, you know, I, I wish you the best if you can manage to pull it off. I'll be cheering you on. As I said, I don't I don't wish the po- uh, the political people any ill will. I hope they're successful. I hope those 150 candidates in New Hampshire, you know, I hope half of them actually end up winning, or even 25 percent winning yeah. would be fantastic. Uh, so I, I think that if you can succeed in the political realm, then best of luck to you, and I, I hope that you do because it'll be a good thing. It's just that I think that the amount of effort and time and and money that you pour into the political process is never given back. Uh, There's never any decent return on investment, if anything at all, into uh, spending all that time, money, and effort. I mean, look at the Libertarian Party. 35 or whatever years later, they've been subsumed by neoconservatives or statists. And they've not really done anything significant besides maybe brought the ideas of liberty out to uh, some other people. But education can be done in a much more effective way than through the political system, I think. Even with the Free State Project, isn't it your focus to try to concentrate liberty-minded people to to kind of – Take their places in government or in no uh, the free state project. Nope, nope. The uh, the free state that is project, part of it. The free state project statement of intent. Uh, it refers to that your belief is the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. That includes people like me who believe in self government, not authoritarian government. So I don't want any government role in my life. So there are a lot of people like me that are here that are working in a non cooperative fashion or in a market based fashion yeah. outside of the realm of politics and outside of the system in order to change things. Again as we talked about earlier, like Gandhi, being the change we wish to see in the world instead of begging politicians to allow us to be free people. So I thank com- you for the call. They can mutually coexist within this broad spectrum. But yes, there are a lot of political go. people here. Yeah, a lot right of, I'd say more, far more political people than, uh, than market-based activism, based on my limited observations. All right, we continue here with Bile, listening in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Bile. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. hey. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, national service, in particular, oh the uh, Service Nation Summit last week. Oh, yes, yet man. another idea, oh. yet another reason why you'll never see a third party like a Ron Paul or somebody like that in the debate, especially somebody with a liberty concept, because they'll get in there and they'll say, what the hell are you talking about? National service? You mean you want to uh, force people to become government bureaucrats? And they'll get in there and they'll just destroy that whole idea, which is why, of course, you know, they don't want people with our concepts in uh, the public view as, as much as possible, because our ideas are so powerful and they do make sense. We can't let, they can't let those things get out into people's heads. 
Woods. So what did you see? You went. You were actually there at this summit where they were deciding how to encourage people to become bureaucrats. Is that right? Yeah, I was there at the presidential forum on uh, on the 11th and then the actual summit on the 12th. Boy, you sacrifice uh, a lot, my friend. I couldn't <laughs> have handled that one. I would have driven a railroad tie through my skull. It was difficult. It, it was very difficult at times. Um, uh, you know, reminded me of Hitler Youth videos at times. But uh, uh, I have I to concur uh, because I did watch some of the uh, the presidential portion where they had Barack Obama and John McCain, and they did this interview with them where they started out with a question about September 11th, of course, because the event took place on September 11th, so it was essentially pandering to people's nationalistic pride right. in order to open them up to the idea of working for the government for a couple of years of their life to be more bureaucratized, you know, than they already might be. And it was just so sad to watch it happen. It was really as bad as you might have imagined it would possibly be. Uh, the videos are actually online if you want to subject yourself to them to get some idea of what it is that Bile's talking about. But if you want to go ahead and summarize some highlights, Bile, and then maybe, I don't know what your work schedule's like or whatever, but if, if you could, if we could get you on the show at the beginning of the show, I think that would be ideal so we could discuss this in a little bit more detail than we can do in the next two minutes. But if you want to get some highlights out, that would be, now would be a good time for that. Um, sure. I mean, the main thing, I guess, that came out of it uh, politically was that uh, uh, Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, Senator Kennedy, and um, Senator Hatch put forth uh, on Friday the Serve America Act. Hmm. Now, it hasn't been released online, so I don't know what it actually says, but according to what they were saying there, it'll triple the size of AmeriCorps. Oh, my. Oh, good. And, and to about 250000 from about 75000 and that's the only major political uh, gain that was was made. Uh, both McCain and Obama have co-sponsored it, including and Hillary Clinton, along with uh, Christopher Dodd, I believe. Um, Right, and this is how they're playing this. They're, uh, they're, you know, they're coming out and they're saying, "Look, see, we're bipartisan. We can agree on some things, and one of the things we agree on is that the best Americans are bureaucrats." That was the that was the suggestion, and I don't have any audio clips to play or anything like that. I know that somebody was transcribing some of it on our bulletin board system at, at uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. And there's really some amazing, just garbage, uh, doublespeak stuff that those people said on uh, September 11th in the, those conversations that essentially said, oh, well, there are those people in the market, and they're, you know, they're okay doing their private services, but the best kinds of people are the ones that have served. So they're suggesting that you haven't served unless, unless you've, you've been, been a bureaucrat. Yeah. Which is so disgusting, and now they're both getting behind it, and they're saying, yeah, this is what America needs, is more Incredible. bureaucrats. That's the translation of what it is that they're, that they're doing. Yeah, the first sign I saw that was when he was talking with Rick Warren at the, uh, at the church, and uh, he asked him, what's your biggest regret? And for about 10 seconds, he, McCain said, I think my biggest regret was the, the failure, failure of my first marriage. And I think my biggest regret about America is that we don't do enough for other people. You know, uh, hey, is it possible to get you to call back at the beginning of the show, and we can discuss this in a little bit more detail? Sure, I'll call back tomorrow. That would be great. We'll talk to you then, talk more about Service Nation, because I was just disgusted watching those videos, which is what I figured would happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night, and uh, there's so much more on the, t uh, the table to talk about. And, of course, you can bring up anything. That's the point of the show. This is Free Talk Live. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 